Welcome back to Burgers and Brats. I'm your host, Braxton Poe, with co-host Matt Marks. We have special guest Colin Kellogg from the OU Men's Gymnastics team joining us today. How you doing, Colin? Oh, I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Ready to talk some sports and pop culture? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. First, we'll start with what's cooking on the grill. We'll start some pop culture. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Earlier this week, it came out he cheated on his wife, Mackenzie Bezos, with a TV anchor who is much younger and prettier. So, Mackenzie and Jeff have been married since 1993. That's that's a long time to get married. She's stuck with him. She's been with him since the beginning. That's loyalty. You can't just cheat on someone like that, right? No, but now she's about to make a whole lot of money. Yep, yep. So... Jeff is worth $137 billion. His wife may make half of that. $70 million? What are you going to do with $70 million? Retire. 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 Go play a lot of golf. (laughs) Go buy a lot of cool things. Yeah. That's got to be nice. Give me a nice life. She is going to enjoy life. I mean, okay. I mean, it's a marriage. You don't want to say a marriage breaking up is a good thing, but if she wasn't happy, she'll be really happy now making... Yeah, the affair has allegedly been going on since April of last year. However, some are saying that the couple had already split by then. However, the TV anchor was married at the time, so there's that. But so I guess it's not as bad since they were already <laughs> getting split. Well, it's a messed up love triangle. <laughs> it's, it's, Everyone's yeah. just <laughs> it's not talking yeah. with who? Yeah, you're right. And it's one of those things where the relationship may have been going on, but you know you don't want that to be public. Heard stock prices, you know. Exactly. Yeah, stock Amazon. I mean, is, yeah, it's the richest company at eight hundred and ten billion dollars right you now. Got to keep up the image. Yeah, so Vegas is, has some betting odds on Jeff's new girlfriend, his next girlfriend. The over and under is set at twenty eight and a half years old. I'm going over, man. He's too smart to go under twenty eight. I think it'll be, he's 56 or something like that. I think the over. See, I'm taking the under because this is the very next girlfriend. I'm saying the next time out, he's got this money. He's got this new freedom. He's going to try something. He's going to throw some money at somebody, have a really young girlfriend. It probably will last two, three months, and then he'll maybe he'll go over after that. I completely agree with Kong. Taking the under all day. So he's not looking for love at first. He's just oh, looking for a rebound? No. Just a rebound. You think he sticks with the anchor? I mean, what's her husband think? No, just, yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. I mean, what's still going on there? Did, is there anything out about it, that? No, uh, Lauren mean, Sanchez. Lauren Sanchez and her husband. Nothing really out about that. I think it depends Probably. on how much Jeff Bezos pays them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff may get about some, to lose some money here. They, to everyone. They may get some prenup too. Well, one hundred thirty-seven billion dollar net worth. Wow. She may get half of that. You, yeah, just retire. Just retire, Mackenzie. Yeah, just be done. Yeah, go find someone else. Give your love to him. Find another rich dude. Live your new life. <laughs> Buy a yacht. Buy a house in Cabos. Or Oklahoma. I heard Don't that's a nice place. Buy a couple of islands. <laughs> Don't buy a house in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> you can somewhere. buy Oklahoma with seven. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, moving on. Got a big NFL weekend divisional round. Some big games going on this week. Calling you on to start with the... Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs? Colts at Chiefs, I think it's going to be an interesting game, but I'm still going to take the Colts. Colts. I'm a big believer in uh, experience in the playoffs, and Mahomes had a fantastic year, looks great, putting up crazy numbers, but he hasn't played in the playoffs yet. 
And uh, unfortunately, I just I think that's really going to hold him back. I think he's still going to have a great game, but the Colts have been on a hot streak on this last 11. They have a veteran at Andrew Luck, and I really think a lot of times experience wins in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you can't get a better matchup than you get Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes leads the league 50 touchdowns in the regular season, and number two is Andrew Luck with 39. So, like you're saying, the Colts, winners are the last 10 out of 11. I mean, they've got a lot going for them. Marlon Mack has really uh, taken form these last five or six games. Um, you know, I, I think the Colts being so hot will give um, the, the Chiefs you know, some trouble, but if the Chiefs come out hot like they have, I think it Chiefs will win this game. Um, I, it's, it's really theirs to lose. I mean, Andrew Luck has to play at that elite level, um, but they didn't play last week. They're 3-2 and two in their last five games, haven't looked hot. I mean, a lot of close games, a loss to the Chargers, um, and they had another loss to the Seahawks towards the end. So if the Chiefs come out slow, uh, they're in trouble, but if they can play like they've been playing all season long with Mahomes leading the way, um, no trouble. They'll win this game. Yeah, Arrowhead is a tough place to play. But So Kansas City is favored by 5.5. You guys taking the points or, or the spread? Mm, yeah, You're, I think it stays within that. I think it's going to be a three-point game. Three I think it's going to come down to a field goal difference or maybe four-point depending on who puts up a touchdown last or whatnot. Honestly, I think, no, I think it's going to be uh, Chiefs are going to win by... 14 or so. I really do. I, I really think they'll pull away towards the end. Second half will be a lot stronger. Yeah, here's some averages for the season for both teams. Points per game, Indianapolis, 25.5, while the Chiefs are averaging 10 more at 35 points. And then points a game, 20 points um, for the Indianapolis defense, and then 26 for the Chiefs. So that's not that big of a difference, especially for how bad we think the Chiefs defense is. And then passing yards a game, pretty even. Only 237 yards allowed by Colts a game, and then 273 by the Chiefs. But So both averages are basically the same. They're both sides of the ball. But Kansas City, they have not been to a Super Bowl in 48 years. They haven't won a playoff game since 1993. Yep. So, I mean, is it the curse of the Chiefs or something like that? That's when I always look at it and I say, so does that mean... Yeah, if they're cursed, they can't win, or are they due? Are they yeah. due for a playoff win? Are they due for a good year? So. Yeah, we got the rookie quarterback, though, so usually that means no, as we <laughs> saw him with Lamar Jackson last week. But Mahomes is different, though. Yeah. When you watch Mahomes, he seems like he's been in this league for a decade almost. I mean, it's just the way he creates plays. I mean, he. Mm -hmm. I, th I don't think he will succumb to the pressure. I think he will overcome that, and I really think he can pull out this win Yeah. this weekend. If, if the Colts get off to the hot, hot start they did against Houston last week, then I, it'll be a tough game. But as long as Kansas City can get some stops and then just score like they usually do, I think Kansas City will cover pretty easily, at least by 10. comes down to that defense, though. That mm -hmm. defense has to do something, so, you know, and they've not had a good yeah. season. So 30th in, like, every category. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Moving on to... The Dallas Cowboys. Matt, Matt, your team. Oh, yeah, let's go. At the Rams. Rams are favored by seven. Who you got, Matt? Well, um, you know, I've got to go the boys, but it's going to be a close one. I've got it 28-27. It's going to be a one-point win. Da for Dallas. For Dallas. Oh. For Dallas. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm going with that hot take right there. But, uh, you know, we all thought last weekend it was okay. It was easily going to be uh, Cowboys Saints, but we'll be talking a little bit of why that didn't happen. Uh, so now going to L.A., but it's going to be fun having Zeke and Gurley, uh, two of the top rushers, going against each other. And that Cowboys defense has been really good this season. So, And the Rams defense is not. So yeah. D 
Dallas needs to get to it. They need to just run the ball, pound the ball, keep the ball out of um, Jared Goff's hands. As yeah. long, if Zeke can get 130 yards, I think Dallas has a really good shot at winning the game. And they need to use Dak Prescott yeah. more and run, run with him. You know, I mean, he's he did a great job against uh, in their last game. So needs to do some more of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm still going to take the Rams on this one. Uh, I'll probably take the Rams by 10, honestly. Um, maybe I'm just biased against the Cowboys because I'm a Texans <laughs> fan myself, but I have often watched the Cowboys choke in playoff settings, and uh, I just I got a feeling that the Rams are going to take this one. I think this will be the least close game of the week. Really? I think this will be the biggest margin of victory for the weekend. So Jason Garrett just needs to put the ball in Zeke's hands, just run the ball, take the air out of it, and just yeah, they got to have the possessions for the game. But, I was going to say the only problem with that is though is if uh, if you get behind too much too early it's hard to just keep running yeah. the ball mm-hmm. yeah. and that can really force you to change your offensive game plan which yeah and the Cowboys offense has not been great this season and it really mm-hmm. runs through Zeke and Dak and if you know I mean thankfully we got um, Amari Cooper has really helped the Cowboys that was a great trade Jerry Jones did a great job with that and that really gave them life but overall uh, Cowboys offense has been averaging like you know 20 points a little over 20 uh, so it's not going to get the job done against the Rams they really are going to have to come out strong offensively how much does the Allen Hearns injury hurt the Cowboys I mean you know watching that game and you're a Cowboys fan you're like really I mean <laughs> of course this would happen to the Cowboys um, but you got Michael Gallup you got guys that can step in Beasley, and, and Beasley. so I, I don't think it will hurt them Tremendously, I mean, it's a big loss. Any any injury for the Cowboys is a huge loss for this team since they cannot win much, you know, do much in the playoffs anyway, or if, let alone make the playoffs. So this is a pretty big uh, moment for the Cowboys, especially in this century. Whoa, you know, playoff <laughs> won a game, and now we're into the divisional round. So it'll be interesting to see, but uh, this should be fine. Yeah, I don't know if you can win though by only scoring twenty points against the Rams. I mean, Chicago did it, but that's because they have that great defense. It depends well, on the yeah. defense. It really, yeah. the Cowboys. Defense if the defense has shows to be up, efficient, because that Dallas offense is pretty weak. But the Rams defense is just as weak as Dallas's offense. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, and then some stats on the season: points per game, twenty for Dallas, thirty-three for the Rams, and then points against Dallas only giving up nineteen. And then um, the Rams are giving up 24. So I think... It could be close. I think L.A. wins, but I think the Cowboys can cover. I think that defense can step up. They haven't been there in a long time. Jason Garrett's coaching for his job. If he's smart and wants to keep his job, he'll just run Zeke. <laughs> but <laughs> I think he's already saved his job, honestly. For the next 10 years, playoff, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't think he's years. going anywhere. Even no. though Cowboys fans have won him gone for the past five, six, Yeah, seven Jerry years. Jones should retire. So... Hot take. <laughs> Jerry Jones needs to leave on his $250 million yacht with two helipads. Just go re- go out there and retire, man. Leave. All right, here's, here's a game that we're excited for. Los Angeles Chargers at New England. New England's only favored by four. Only four points in Foxborough. It might snow that weekend, so that might help the Patriots' chances from an L.A. team going out there. They don't know what snow is, so. Colin, you want to start off with that game? Yeah, uh, I got the Patriots. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in uh, Brady in the playoffs. I mean, he does it all the time, time and time again. I've just kind of learned to not really pick against Brady in the playoffs. Usually over the past at least four or five years, at least nine times out of ten, he's going to get the win. I mean, the Patriots look like a great team. They didn't start too hot, and everyone was kind of thinking, oh, man, maybe this is a year they don't do great. But 
you know, Brady started playing better. The team picked it up, and now they're here. They're at home. I think it's going to be not an easy win. I think it'll be close, but I think the Patriots will take it. They cover? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it comes down to a minute and a half left. Brady's got the ball, got to drive down the field for the yeah. win. Seen that quite a few times. So Hopefully he throws an interception on that drive. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got I got Patriots win this game, too. I've actually got them winning by 14. 28 to 14. I really? didn't, looking at the Chargers last week, I mean they had a big lead, but here comes the Ravens and Ravens in a way could have maybe pulled it off. I mean, didn't have a lot of time left and then the fumble, but I I just the Chargers just did not it, look I mean the Ravens defense is 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 different than, you know, the Patriots. The Ravens have had a stronger defense. Yeah. But I, I think that Tom Brady will if they get off Hot early, I think they'll win by. I think they'll win by fourteen. I don't know, I really do. Tom Brady. He's only averaging one hundred fifty yards a game passing. So I mean, there's that. But here you got the Chargers playing in Baltimore last week. Fly all the way back to the West Coast for a week, and then go all the way back to the mm-hmm. East Coast. That's that's a lot of travel. And if, like you said, snow. If there's that, that conditions. It's a lot different, like you said, than yeah. L.A. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that is a, that is a struggle, and that is typically tough. However, this season the Chargers are nine and zero when they've had to travel out of Los Angeles. Yeah, and their only road loss and mm-hmm. versus the Rams. And and what an, an interesting stat to go with that is Rivers is zero seven against Brady. Wow. So which breaks their you know out of Los Angeles record or Philip Rivers zero seven against Brady? I think he can get a win against Brady. That Patriots defense is nowhere near decent, kind of like the OU defense this year, <laughs> but. And that hurts. If it, it, it feels like it's Philip Rivers' time, it feels like it's he's had his a career time. year. He's yeah. not thrown as many interceptions. He's really has had a career year, but did not look great against the Ravens. I mean, at least you know the Ravens came back. Yeah, got within, got close. So I just I think I think New England will will take care of them. There's a major uh, step between the Patriots' defense and the Ravens' defense, though. Yeah, but and. The Chargers never really played a home game this year, you can say. That stadium never had more than half Chargers fans that whole time. It was always the away team. They know how to play on the road. They're, what, 9-0 on the road? Mm-hmm. That, that's a crazy stat. Or outside of Los Angeles. Um, I, I, think, I think the Chargers can go in there and win. They're the better team. I think they're the better team in this scenario. But it is Tom Brady. He does it every year. Find a way to win. What, they had five losses this year and sealing it up the two seed? Yeah. How? It's Brady magic. And had a bye week, so they're rested. They're ready to go. Get everyone healthy. I'm sick of Brady. I'm sick of him. So, here's some other averages for the game. Points per game, Chargers, 25. New England, only 27 points per game this year. That seems really low for them. And then defense, points against, pretty even. Chargers only giving up 19. Patriots only given up 20, but Patriots play weak division. Say that. Um, True. So both sides of the ball very even. I think the Chargers go in there, win outright, knocking off Tom Brady. I love that. <laughs> I think everybody in America would. So final game, Philadelphia, Nick Foles at New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by eight. That's kind of surprising. That's the biggest um, margin for the games this weekend. Matt, who you got? Well, I've got I've got the Saints winning this only if their offense gets back on track. I mean, that offense has 
That whole team's changed ever since they played the Cowboys. When the Cowboys surprised in Dallas and only held and held the Saints to ten, um, the Saints really have not been the same since then. Their last uh, game in the regular season, they did rest a lot of guys, but Carolina handled them pretty well, beat them by like twenty. So um, I do have the Saints if their offense comes back winning thirty-one to fourteen. I'm not a believer that Nick Foles is going to have the same magic he did last year. I mean, you know, beat. Beat the Bears last weekend in what was a very, you know, huge ending with that missed kick. I'm mad about Missed field goal, but um, I just, I mean, I think that was luck. You know, you got some, you got lucky there, you know, but um, I just don't, I don't think that it, you're going against Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, yes, he, down the stretch, the team didn't look good, but Drew Brees, Nick Foles, I'm going Drew Brees. Yeah, this, half, this last half of the season, the Saints haven't been looking as dominant as they did in the beginning when they beat the Rams team in New Orleans. But Drew Brees, I'd love to see him go to another Super Bowl. That'd be nice. Him and Phillip Rivers, that'd be a great matchup yeah, would for be. quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Colin, what's, what's your prediction on the game? Well, I'm a little biased, but I still think my pick's solid. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Saints fan myself, and I'm a big Drew Brees fan, so I'm definitely taking the Saints. Uh, there are some things that concern me. I mean, the Eagles have been looking better lately. And Nick Foles, especially after what we saw last season when they went and won the Super Bowl, you know, he does have some magic in the playoffs. He he does play well under pressure. However, I also kind of agree that after watching that before, after knowing that Foles can be this productive quarterback, I think he's going to be, you know, watched a little better. I think some of the things that make him productive are going to be taken away, and I just don't think he's going to be the same as he was last year in the playoffs. Uh, I still think the Eagles are a good team, and there's some concern, but uh, I definitely think the Saints are the better team, and I mean, I think after, even though after slowing down at the end of the season, I think with that week off, looking at film, practicing, getting people healthy, I think they're going to come in and look a lot more like they did in the middle of the season than they did at the end. And I think it's going to be a pretty big win, but uh, there is the chance that the Eagles do something. So. Yeah, Nick Foles is 4-0 in his last four playoff games. But and playing in the Superdome is crazy. Very hard. It's hard to win there. Did you guys see the video of pregame in New Orleans? The place was crazy loud. Mm-hmm. But then... New Orleans, the Saints players have some extra motivation this week from the antics of Sean Payton. Did you guys see that? I did, yeah. Brought in the Super Bowl trophy with four armed guards, put in 225000 for each player, said, you guys want this? Go in effing three more games. Yeah, so, it's a bold move. I, they got them hyped. I think they're riding on that. This game can go either way, I think. Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, but... I think the Saints more likely will win, but yeah. it could... We don't really know what the Saints team, what they've been producing the last few weeks. I don't want to count out the Foles magic. I mean, really, he, there is he's, he, does, he does a really good job. He's a good quarterback. Um, but Drew Brees. Yeah. And and you've got Kamara. You've got Ingram. You've got Michael Thomas. I mean, you've got all these weapons that he can go to. And if they are and truly, in fact, 100% healthy, they're rested, they're ready to go, you can't stop that team. If it's pre, you know, when they were starting losing those games, pre that I use the Dallas game as an example. Pre-Dallas game where they were just crushing everyone, then they'll crush the Eagles. Yeah. Do you think Drew Brees is top three quarterback of all time, top five? Absolutely. I've actually started saying that a lot this season, uh, especially. And, uh, yeah, I I think he's one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. And I know it's not the most popular opinion necessarily, and a lot of people don't think that he is. But just if you look at what what he's done, how consistent he's been, and how he's improved over time. And uh, an interesting stat, or just 
thing that I like to point to is uh, a lot of the years when he was the most efficient quarterback up there in the top five for um, passing yards, he wasn't necessarily throwing to all pro receivers. Mm. There was a long stretch where he was one of the best quarterbacks but never had an all pro receiver on his team. And that's a big sign to a quarterback who just puts the ball in people's hands. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's a great, great quarterback, very efficient, and he's only gotten better over time. So I absolutely think he's one of the greats. Yeah, I think he's probably the most underrated quarterback ever, probably. I'd say he's definitely top seven in my list right now. I still got Peyton Manning at number one. A little biased, but Tom Brady's not even on the list. Wow. Yeah. Who's, who's Tom Brady? Yeah, who's that? Yeah. Drew Brees gets some bonus points for me just because of what he's done for the city of New Orleans. Yep. How loyal he's been. Mm-hmm. Chose to stay even though it was a little less money, which I mean, relatively speaking. But, you know, chose to stay with the team. Mm-hmm. Helped that city so much. He's really been just a great person for that community. Yeah, watching one of the, I guess, Monday Night Footballs weeks ago, they were talking about the duo of Peyton and, and Breeze and how long they've stayed together and how many wins they have. I mean, that's just a sign. I mean, he's loyal to that franchise. And so, um, yeah, I, I'd put him up there because, you know, he, he may not get all the fanfare all the time, but quietly he's just doing his job. Because he's got the and most so. passing yards all time now, right? He passed that this year. He does. Most regular, regular season passing yards. Regular season yeah. passing yards. So, now, you know, would, would you say he'd be MVP for this season? Or would you say that's, you know, Mahomes or, you know, anybody else? I mean, who – or Luck? I mean, would you would you think that Drew Brees, if he's not – you know, gets it, maybe number two? I mean, what, what, do, you, um, what do you think on that? I, I would like to see Brees win it, but, I mean, Mahomes has just had too good of a year, I think. I think Mahomes mm-hmm. deserves it. I Brees has been a great quarterback this year, had an excellent year, but, I mean, Mahomes mm-hmm. has just done some things that are unreal. Yeah, yeah well, he did coming in after Alex Smith as a second-year quarterback but not playing the year before. I think Pat Mahomes is your leader so yeah, far. I, but Andrew Luck, that. that's I think he's second, actually. Yeah. Because he came off that year, didn't play, didn't even throw a football. They're in the divisional round. Yeah, who would have thought he would have had this season? Not I me. Mean, really. I thought he was done, career-wise. Mm-hmm. But, so the Eagles-New Orleans game, the Saints are 29th in passing defense. Nick Foles had 200 and some, or no, 100 and some odd yard, yards last year, or last week against the Bears. But their defense is a lot better. So he, Nick Foles might throw for 300 yards in this game. Help that magic for him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop it. Make it to another lucky. NFC championship. Um, but yeah, if, as long as the Saints can get a few stops, I don't think the Eagles offense can really score. Um, but so yeah, I've got, I think the Saints cover. Yeah. Eight points. I think they can cover by 10, win by 10. So that's your divisional round predictions for. Burgers and brats. Moving on to on this day in history, January eleventh, nineteen oh eight, Teddy Roosevelt makes the Grand Canyon a, a national park. Eight hundred thousand acres. Eight hundred thousand acres of land for the Grand Canyon. It's visited by five million people every year. Have you ever been in Grand Canyon, guys? I have. It's pretty cool. I flew over it. I saw flew it over. went over the plane. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's pretty dope. It's probably my favorite national park for sure. Going to it as a kid, you're just like, what the heck is that? How's that so far down there? And then you start walking down there. Yeah, then you just <laughs> walk. And get bit by rattlesnakes. Yeah. Did that happen to you? Is this traumatic? Do we need to talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had to go to the there. hospital for it. Yeah. No. Nice. But no, it's a it's a gorgeous place, especially for sunrise. Go out and see the stars at night. I'd say go do that before you die. So. That'll be in your uh, Braxton's Top 100 Things to Do Before You Die book. Coming that, out next year, right? Add that to your bucket list. Go see the Grand Canyon. So, 
Moving on to NBA, did you guys did you guys see the Spurs Thunder game last night? I did yeah, that game was insane. Game. Turned it on about three minutes left in the fourth. I'm like, oh wow, close game at the end. But then Thunder came back, made it to overtime. Then two overtimes where the Thunder eventually got screwed by the refs. <laughs> but yeah, Matt, you want to talk about that? Well, hey, look, Lamarcus Aldridge put up 56 points. That was impressive. Sixteen from the free throw line. Yeah, big man that can shoot free throws. Yep, I mean, and we've seen that in his entire career. He's he's great at free throws. Um, good for the big moment. I mean, he had he had nine rebounds as well. So almost almost had that double double. Um, but he led it for the Spurs. I mean, um, their rookie. Uh, well, I don't think he's a rookie. I don't know if he's a rookie. Derek White. Uh, um, yeah, he's got one year. Um, he put up twenty three for them, and then. He, you know, he did a good job as well. So, I mean, the Spurs got production even from their bench. I mean, you had Bellinelli uh, hit five for five on threes, so he got hot. Um, but then the Thunder, a lot of players who made um, a big impact. Colin, you want to talk a little bit about? Yeah, I didn't actually watch the game myself, but, but um, numbers guy, I like to look at the stats. It, I feel like that tells a lot about how the game went. So, yeah, very close game, obviously, and, you know, the Spurs pulled it out, which – uh, I've actually been wa- uh, liking to watch the Spurs this year. I think they've looked good after losing some key players. It's interesting and very impressive what Popovich can do with his lineup. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the game definitely was close. It's crazy to see that many points. What also blows me away is uh, Russell Westbrook putting up 24 assists. Same amount of points as he did assists, which is just, I mean, amazing. Obviously, he got another triple-double. But uh, it's just amazing how efficiently he passes the ball. Um, and he can just find guys yeah, and just yeah. get them to open looks. He was six assists shy from tying the NBA record. I mean, we have not. I don't. I don't remember the last time a player's put up this many assists in a game, other than you know. I mean, in recent memory, you know. So this yeah. is a pretty impressive performance. Yeah, it was a great performance by Russell Westbrook. But the Spurs bench, they went twelve for thirteen on threes. They made what fourteen straight or something like that. Yeah, the fourteen straight threes for the night. The uh, the Spurs shot eighty four percent from three point. Yeah, I think that's and they started the game going perfect over like over ten for ten by halftime, which was the first time I think in NBA history. Or yeah, something like it was that. the highest so. three point percentage by a team shooting over more than fifteen free throws, or I mean fifteen three pointers. Yeah, and but they were feeling it. Yeah, the Spurs had to give it their all to be the Thunder. Made four. 14 of 16 threes, uh, made however many free throw sh- shots. And then LaMarcus Aldridge had to put up 56. And they just came off of back-to-back playing the at Memphis, where they only put up 86 points, and they scored 70 at halftime versus the Thunder. So, yeah, the Spurs had to give it their all. Overtime, that looked like the Spurs pulled away in the first one. Thunder made a comeback. And then second overtime, Thunder just went cold. Paul George went cold. Westbrook went cold. I don't think he made a single point in the overtimes. But, and then, so, Paul George makes a shot, cuts it to a two-point lead, and then it's called for a technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bogus technical with about a minute something left. Spurs go down, shoot the free throw, make it a three-point game, and then get the ball back, and then score another basket, which basically iced the game for the Spurs. But... I think Steven Adams got injured late in the fourth. I think if that's when the Thunder made their roll back into the game. And I think if Steven Adams would have stayed healthy, then the Thunder would have won that game in regulation, just the way the momentum was heading towards that point. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's always tough when a game ends like that on questionable calls. But also looking at the Thunder, they only shot 66% from the free throw line. And I mean, anytime you're only shooting 66% from the line, it's it's going to be tough to win a game because yeah. you're just giving up free points there. And I mean, that, you want to, as an NBA team, you want to be around the 75%, 80% mark would be good. So if you're at 66, it's it's tough to win games sometimes. And in close losses like that, you that's the first thing you look to is how you did from the free throw line. I mean, you know, you, you can't give those points up. You have to take them. Yeah, to get them. The so. Spurs always make their free throws. Greg Popovich teaches that. Make your free throws. Get those free points. What else is interesting is even though uh, Westbrook put up 24 assists, the Spurs as a team still had more assists by five. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which I think that that along with the uh, free throw and three-point shooting, I think that's just Popovich's offense at work. I mean, he's very technical, very good good looks, oh, good yeah. opportunities. I think it's just that's how he coaches. Make the good passes, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised by how good the Spurs are finally doing now, though. Losing Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. what are, what are they ranked in the West? They're six, and they're six. they're just in the in the loss column. They're two back from the Thunder, who are three. Wow. So that's the West is really yeah. I saw right there. The, if the Thunder are closer to dropping out of the playoffs than making it to the first seed, that's what I saw. Yeah, the West is very close this year, but the Denver Nuggets are still on top. Okay. <laughs> Always got to find a way to bring your Nuggets into the conversation. They're, right? the, they're the best team right now. I mean, they are. I think they're the best team in the NBA. Losses. No, the Bucks are the best team right now. That is true. Denver just already, by, just Denver already beat the Bucks. Uh, by the record, though, the Bucks are still the best. I think they're a better looking team too. Yes. Nuggets don't have their starters back yet. They don't have Michael Porter, Isaiah Thomas, Will Barton, Millsap just got back last night, and then Gary Harris just got back a few nights ago. So, I think their win streak is going to continue in Denver. I think. I think they can lock up the one seed for the whole year. I think they'll be the one seed going into the All-Star break as well. I mean, you still got Golden State just right there. Yeah, and but... Just wait for them to continue going on When are, a, on when are they finally going to show that they're Golden State? I don't when think they will. When DeMarcus Cousins comes back. The 18th? <laughs> Too many chefs in the kitchen there, man. I think, I think... Obviously, the Warriors are great. I mean, third best record. But sometimes I think when you put too many great players on a team, there's going to be trouble. No yeah. problems. But that's what we thought when KD joined the Warriors. You're right. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I think um, Boogie Cousins, that'll that'll do a lot of damage for the Warriors, I think. I think they'll probably they'll start playing like the old Warriors team with Boogie because that's a dominant center. They don't really have one right now. Mm-hmm. They, they need to trade Draymond Green. Yeah, he's not he's not good. No, he doesn't average any points anymore. Like, gets no rebounds. It's three he, point shooting is. Shoot, he crap. shoots with the back. <laughs> he shoots with the backpack on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Man. But so, who who's your dark horse teams so far in the NBA? I mean, right now, quietly sneaking up up is Portland. I would say they're the four right yeah. now in the West. I mean, they they've underperformed this year. They're finally starting to show improvement. I mean, they're seventeen they and seven at home. They're eight and ten away, so they're not good on the road. I mean, they're improving that record, but they won three straight, seven and three in their last ten, and they're just a half game back from Oklahoma City, and they're only, you know, two and a half back from Golden State. So they're slowly, they've slowly, you know, been creeping up. And then two is, I mean, the Lakers are the eighth seed. I mean, they're still kind of hanging around, even though LeBron being out has hurt them. Yeah. But I definitely think the dark horse team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> No. I see them all the way down there. You know? Kevin Love. They, 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 yeah, yeah. they don't even have double-digit wins yet, so obviously <laughs> that's a joke. But uh, No, I was going to say the Lakers for one. Uh, they're definitely they're hanging in there. They're looking good. I think they're looking better than people expected. Um, also, I would say the Rockets. I know not typically what you would think of a dark horse team, but after the way their season started, 
And um, people just kind of, some people wrote them off. Some people said, oh, this is a year they're not good. And even though, you know, they're lower in the West and they're missing two starters, they're still playing good basketball. I think Harden's playing the best basketball of his life. So they're a team that's lower in the rankings, had a rough start, so people aren't really looking at them. But, I mean, they beat the Warriors at home, kept it close with the Bucks. They've had some big games where they look good, and they have guys like House Jr. and uh, Gerald Green's doing great. Austin Rivers was a good pickup. So a lot of guys you may not know yet are having good games and having a good season. So it'll be interesting to watch where they go. Yeah, I think it's still got to be the Celtics. I mean, they've got to find their rhythm eventually. Maybe after the All-Star break, that's when a lot of teams will get hot. But it's just got too many, too much star power on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team that I think is just going to flop still is Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler hasn't helped them at all. His drama, his drama is just, it's crazy, man. They're the, they have the best record in the league, though, at home. 18 and 3. Really? But they're 9 and 12 away. So Yeah, you got to find ways to win on the road. Yeah, that's hurting them big time. Got to win on the road. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Butler gets traded though this offseason. They he already had a fight with his coach. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is such a great player, but he's such a hothead. I mean, he just he just doesn't gel with any of his teammates. Uh-uh. And I know you're going to get players like that, but if you're a coach, I mean, you want him for his talent, but you don't want him for his attitude. Yeah. And so, are you are you guys surprised by the Lakers though? Eight seed right now. I mean, they've what gone one and six, two and five in their last games without LeBron. LeBron should be coming back next Thursday against the Thunder. Ho- hopefully, unless you're a Thunder fan. <laughs> I'm not surprised by the Lakers. Um, obviously, they're not doing as well without LeBron, but I mean, they don't have bad talent. You know, Kyle Kuzma's good. Uh, I'm actually a weird player, weird style, but I'm actually a bit of a Lonzo Ball fan. I I don't hate the way he plays and I think he has potential to do well I mean not the best shooter not the best with point production but good defense good passing you know good calm energy for the team I feel like sometimes he doesn't seem like a hothead so yeah and speaking of Kuzma he had that mama mentality the other night 43 points zero assists (laughs) zero assists give him all the shots oh my Kobe is back but yeah they've got a young their group is still growing (laughs) but I think LeBron will trade half of them away by the time the season's over. <laughs> and their coach. Nope. 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 Just kidding. LeBron is the but, coach. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, LeBron will come back. I think they can reach the playoffs. The, the West will come down to, like, four teams in the final game, probably. One will miss it by, like, half a game. Well, you know, the West is really shaping up. Because remember at the beginning um, of the you know the season, a couple months ago, we were talking about how surprised we were that the Spurs and Rockets were like the 13 and 14 seed. They were all the way down. And, you know, now it's kind of back to normal. So but it was only like a four-point well, swing, too. Yeah. Or four-game swing. The Rockets were the 14 seed, and they were five games out of first. Yeah. Not five <laughs> games out of the playoffs, five games out of first. So it's, it's just all about how you want to look at it. They won two games in a row and moved up like seven spots. Yeah. <laughs> and it's them getting hot and getting it together. Now it's, you know, even down back to where it was. So Speaking of getting hot, Clay Thompson. He finally found his rhythm again, dropped 43 points. He only had four dribbles. Is he the best spot-up shooter in the league? I mean, I think he's the best yeah. spot-up shooter, but I think that stat also says a lot about how, as an overall player, he may still be overrated. Yeah, yeah so if he went to a smaller team like the Magic or the Nets where he to be that guy, he couldn't put up that many points. I don't think he could. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, all you have to do is double-team him. 
<laughs> no one else is on that team. He's kind of like a Trevor Ariza was for the Rockets. You know, go yeah. stand in the corner, wait for the pass, mm-hmm. take your shot. But he's also very streaky too. He's not not consistent, and so that's you know that that's what hurts you when you look at it. if you put him on another team. I mean, he couldn't carry every night. Yeah, because he went on the slump for at least a week or two. Yeah, he was not the Clay Thompson we've seen the last couple no, of seasons. I, I'm surprised he. I'd be surprised if he stays another year instead of going somewhere and getting his max contract. He'll win his probably fourth ring this year. Mm-hmm. Why not just go get a max somewhere? Because he's not getting paid. None of the Warriors guys are getting paid what they should, what they're due. So if you're the, if you're the GM of the Warriors, which players you know who would you who would you let go from that starting team if you're not going to Dr- keep them? Draymond, 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 yeah, and then let go Boogie. Boogie Cousins though said that he wants to return next year, but I don't think they have any room. The player you have to keep is Steph Curry. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only person. So the Warriors down to Steph and Clay, you're definitely keeping Steph. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You have to. Yeah, you have to keep Steph. You don't need Kevin Durant. The Warriors don't, fans don't really like him anyways. They just well, want he's already it. talked about what New York or New York's yeah. been talking about. You know, they only wanted him to win another ring to yeah. beat OKC. So yeah, if you're the GM, just just worry about Steph. Just pay him his max. And yeah. if you got room, try and sign Clay Thompson or Bell, and then I guess keep Draymond. I mean, he's a he's a really good part to the team. They fall apart without him, but he just doesn't get his stats like he used to. I don't know about y'all. I'm ready for this Warriors dynasty to be over. I'm ready to see some other teams that them and the Patriots. Yeah, ready for both. Maybe it'll happen this year. Maybe both won't even make the finals. What if maybe the Bucks, Nuggets, you know, other teams that you know. Can, can the Bucks down can the Bucks do it all way. with the Greek freak though? Can he carry them sixteen games? So far he's carrying the East. So we'll yeah, see. But when he has Playoff to, time's different. Yeah, six there. Travel across country, um play six win sixteen games just to advance to the yeah. finals. Is Giannis the MVP? Right. He's second right now. Or I, in the most I think, recent odds voting I saw. I think he's second. I think it's James Harden. Greek freak Paul George, mm, those yeah. are my MVPs. Yeah. I would love to see Harden win it back to back. I don't. I hate back to back. Just give it to someone new every year. <laughs> Somebody that should be considered though is Nikola Jokic. Yes, dude's the best. Dude's the best um, big man passer in the league. Top five, top three center in the league right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Dude, he got another triple double last night. Three in the last five games. Dude's a monster. That Denver team is going to be really good for the next few years. Maybe a Denver Nuggets dynasty? <laughs> okay. <laughs> People like them, though. Not the Warriors. All right, so our final segment, who would you share a burger or brat with? You're more of a burger or brat guy? Uh, ooh, probably a burger. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a burger guy, too. So you got to share it with Russell Westbrook and LaMarcus Aldridge, man. Two, both of them balled out last night in double overtime. Aldridge with 56 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Westbrook, 24 points, 24 assists, 13 rebounds. It's a great game for both of them. LaMarcus Aldridge is finally playing to his ability after last year, even though he wanted to get traded out of San Antonio. So both of them are just playing at a high level, playing great for both their teams. Who would you share, Matt? So uh, I don't know if you all saw the news. Someone in the the, uh, sports world... Just got engaged yesterday. You guys see the Tim news? Tebow? Tim Tebow, that's right. <laughs> the next and great Mr. Met, you know. Uh, no. He'll make it to the majors one day, right? No, he won't. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that anymore. <laughs> but at one point last year, I thought maybe, but now they're actually looking better as a team, so probably not going to bring him up. 
Um, but yeah, he just got engaged yesterday uh, to the 2017 Miss Universe, Demi Laynell Peters. Uh, so he is off the market now for Must all be the, nice, the ladies out there, you know. Tim Tebow's off the market. So, but yeah, Miss Universe. Must be nice to be oh. wealthy, handsome, Tim Tebow. Football, <laughs> baseball, ESPN. Anything. Wow. What about you, Cole? Uh, it probably won't be a surprise, but uh, James Harden. Especially Man. after this hot streak. Hey, you know what? There's other people and other times I'd want to share a burger abroad with, but I, you don't often see hot streaks like this. The way he's scoring the ball, the way he's putting it in the basket. I mean, driving inside, step back threes. I think his step back three looks like it's further back from the basket than it used to be. <laughs> he's taking some deep range shots, and they're going in. I mean, covered, not covered. It's just impressive. And he's still passing the ball. I, I liked the other night. Um, I forget who they were playing, but he was getting double teamed early in the first half. He only took two shots within the first like 20 minutes or something. But he also had eight assists in the first half. So he's being smarter. He's recognizing that, oh, I can't just drive or shoot all the time. I got to pass. And he's mm-hmm. getting other people involved. And he's just being very productive right yeah. now. So I'd like to know what his training regimen is <laughs> <laughs> to be that productive at a sport. It's impressive. Yeah, we'll, s- we'll see how long the hot streak can last. He's Hope. the one guy you don't want to see in the playoffs. Yeah. No, no. Especially when they get CP3 back. You don't want to see both of them. And Eric Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. All right, that's it for Burgers and Brat. Thanks for joining us today, Colin. Hope you had fun. All right, we'll be back next week to talk the NFL action, what happened over the weekend.